Hey folks, Ivan here. Stephen and I are taking a week off and we don't have a new episode for you this week, so we do apologise about that. The Friars Club will be out next week, but we're going to bring to you another episode from The Vault. And seeing as we're releasing Season 11, a continuation of Season 10 from last year, we thought we'd re-release our The Prologue episode from Season 10. That was Episode 0. And if you're wondering what the hell Season 11 is, basically it's a 10-part series where Stephen and I come up with 10 original Seinfeld episodes, and these are set about 20 years or so after the the events of the finale. We did release season 10 back in 2018 to a really positive response and they were 10 original episodes but we're back with 10 more episodes of Seinfeld. We came up with backstories for the core four as well as what happened to some of the secondary characters featured in many of the season 10 episodes. We thought maybe because season 11 will have those kinds of things in there as well we thought maybe this prologue episode will help gear you up for the new episodes of season 11. Episode 1 will be released for free on Wednesday the 12th of February of 2020. That is for everyone but episodes 2 to 10 they are going to be Patreon exclusives so to listen to those episodes each week just sign up to patreon.com forward slash bidwabask and you can pay $2 US a month and you'll be able to listen to each episode as they come out each week and we also have another bonus podcast called Curbcast where we review an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in chronological order and we have just finished season 1 of Curbcast and uh, it's been a great ride so just like season 11 episode 1 is out to everyone just like season 11 episode 1 is going to be so if you want to listen to the whole series of Curbcast as well as future episodes of Season 11, like I said, patreon.com forward slash bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Thank you very much for your support as always. And like I said, we do apologize that we're not there with you this week, but we hope this episode comes in really handy for if you do want to uh, sign up and listen to the rest of Season 11. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Well, this isn't But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, but we are the guys from But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. I'm Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And this week, well, what can I say, Steve? This is, I suppose, a a brand new podcast we're doing, a new series, if you will. That's right. It is still Seinfeld related, but uh, it's something a bit different. And we have been simmering on this for a little while, but it's only come to fruition in terms of our discussions and ideas literally in the last few hours. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Like, it's something that we've been thinking of for a while and we've bandied about ideas we didn't know know which form it was going to take no or how we were going to do it yeah but uh it just sort of uh light bulbed into (laughs) ivan's head this afternoon and basically we chatted about it in a car for an hour and here we are here we are yes and we got some notes and we're all good you know steve and i were actually going to pick up where larry david left off you know he wrote the finale back in 1998 and he finished off the show and we've been, you know, praying that one day, you know, with all these TV revivals coming out, you know, like Roseanne and Will and Grace and all those other kind of shows, you know, making a return. We've always wondered whether Seinfeld will make a return. And we thought, you know what, we're not going to wait for Larry and Co. We're going to write season 10. We're going to make up our own. We're doing season 10. So this podcast is called Season 10. And it is our, basically, I guess we're going to do the plot and, a, you know, an episode synopsis week by week. We... uh you know, write an episode, I guess, of Seinfeld Season 10. That's right. So this episode specifically, we're calling The Prologue. So the title of each uh, podcast episode will be The Whatever, the relevant to yes. the episode that we quote-unquote write and flesh out as the series goes along. Uh, but this one specifically will be for the purpose of filling in the gap between 1998 when uh, the Corfor went to jail and uh, where they're at in 2018 at the start of Season 10. Yeah, and where it begins. That's season right. Season 10, that's right, yes. Uh, yeah, very, very exciting. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be quite a, quite a, an adventure. 
That's right. <laughs> you know, we're going to be like novice writers. Yeah, it'll it'll uh, it'll stretch our writing muscles for sure. Exactly. And one thing to note as well, while the prologue is available everywhere, uh, this podcast is going to be Patreon only. So if you're a two dollar plus patron, you'll get access to every episode. That's right. And uh, if you really like the idea of of this, uh, and you are wanting to listen to it as it unfolds. Uh, and just to mention as well, this will be released weekly on Patreon yep. to coincide with our season five uh, series, which starts mid-November. That's right. Uh, for our But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character series, our, our sort of A podcast, if mm-hmm. you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you want to listen to this as, a, as it unfolds, yeah, head to patreon.com forward slash bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Donate at least $2 a month. Donate at and, least $2 uh, a month. And you get access. You get access to this and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and for $5 a month, you get uh, what you get for $2 plus even more stuff. So That's right. Yes. Lots uh, of good stuff. Indeed. Uh, and if you have any ideas, obviously we like uh, fan feedback and collaboration and, you know, this is sort of a big task that we're putting on ourselves. Even though we think it'll be fun, we want it to be good. Yeah, we've got to have a good time while we're doing it. And we want it yeah. to fit in with, we want it to be, even though we're not writers, um, this is sort of just uh, not fly by night, but it's it's very ad hoc and it's going to be... You know, it, it's going to be doing something that we don't normally do. We're and, not writers. Yeah. We're both creative <laughs> in our own ways, but yeah. it's it's definitely taking us out of our comfort zone. So if you want to assist and give us idea uh, episode ideas or secondary character ideas or anything at all, uh, obviously you can get in touch with us. Our email address, <laughs> bibblebasspodcast.gmail.com. Good work. Uh, and our website is bibblebast.com. That's right. And out of all this, you know, best case or, you know, worst case scenario, we come up with ideas that you enjoy and, you know, that we really, you know, really love doing and love talking about and, you know, hypothesizing. Yeah, that's, and, you know, you get a nice kick out of it. That's worst case. Best case scenario, Netflix, you know, announce a Seinfeld <laughs> revival. They give us a buzz and say, they hey, yeah. Our ideas. Oh, they're like, hey, yeah, uh, you know, you want to fly over to the US and write, uh, write season 10 for I us. I say, mate, yeah. it's already written. It's pay already me, pay written. Me, yeah. Pay me a bunch <laughs> yeah. of money and uh, I'll retire and just become a full time podcast and talk about Seinfeld, Frazier, and Murphy Brown. Ivan David, <laughs> Stephen Ackerman, <laughs> Stephen Ferris. Nice, nice. Yeah. So just to, uh, before we actually get into the prologue as uh, season 10, episode zero, we're calling it, because this is the gap between the end of the real series of Seinfeld and uh, our imaginary, uh, but quote-unquote, season 10. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, I just wanted to flesh out a bit more about what we'll be doing in the ongoing series, just to paint a more accurate picture of what to expect. So, uh, like Ivan said, each episode will be as if it was a real Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm, that's correct, yes, with the even with the titles The Something. Yep. The Protester, The YouTube Channel. Yep. The Pen Again. Yep. And at the end of this episode, you'll <laughs> the have. The Tablet a, Pen. Yeah. The Tablet Pen. <laughs> Clompus with his tablet. Yeah. I got a stylus. Take, take the stylus. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this episode, you'll have a better idea of where Al call for uh, at the end of uh, in 2018 after 20, 20 years after going to jail uh, but we want to keep the vibe of our season 10 consistent with the original series um, obviously a lot of secondary characters will be reappearing um, the call for obviously the main forecast still um, we're going to invent a whole bunch of new characters as well and a lot of the situations for the call for will have changed as well yeah. so just painting a, a broader picture of sort of the, the foundation of what we're working with mm-hmm. so why don't we just get stuck into it let's get straight into it so i guess we'll just talk about every main character at the start 
uh, plus a few major secondaries as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I reckon let's talk about Jerry first, huh? Why not? Yeah, and and with Jerry, like I came up with a concept and, and Stephen did as well, and we just kind of amalgamated the ideas and I think we've come up with something pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So I'll start. So... Mm. Uh, and and this is this is basically twenty years condensed into a few minutes. So, That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, more of yeah. these details will be fleshed out in flashbacks or references to the past as we uh, talk about these, uh, you know, talk about the call for in season ten. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so Jerry got out of jail uh, and he tried to get back into comedy. Uh, so he moved back to his apartment in New York. Tried to get back into comedy. Basically, tried to pick up his old life. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and his comedy career hit the skids. Hit the skids, and 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 due to the fact, you know, that the Good Samaritan law that they broke and the crime that they committed, it was deemed to be so obscene and you know such a shallow or such a bad thing to do that Jerry's career basically halted, and he had trouble getting comedy gigs. It got so bad that it even got to the point where in like the early to mid 2000s, uh, Jerry had to go on like reality shows as like a B-grade comedian. Yeah. So he he tried to maintain or or at least kickstart his comedy career for, you know, a few years. And it got to a point, yeah, where he was so desperate, he, he went on some really, really shitty. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the MTV reality shows that you saw a lot of in the early 2000s. And also like Big Brother, because obviously the, the, the 2000s was like a huge era for reality TV. That was like... Not the golden age, I suppose, but it was like a pretty... A, pretty a golden popular... age implies that it was good. Oh, right, okay. It was, <laughs> I know what you mean. It was a turd age. The dark, <laughs> it was technically the dark ages. The dark brown age, yes. <laughs> yeah. The brown age. The brown, the brown age of television, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know, like how there was such a proliferation of, you know, reality TV shows. Yes. So Jerry, you know, so desperate, and, you know, he has to pay his bills, Yeah. for goodness sake. He jumped on and he was like a like a big great comedian. That was his thing. Yep. Like, comedian. You know, yep. sometimes you see these shows as like these reality shows or cooking shows and you've got like some unknown guy and he says has a comedian. Yeah. That was Jerry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that was him. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that takes us to about maybe 2004, 2005. Uh, and, you know, even his uh, his his um, gumption as a reality star is, is starting to lose its its um, effect, you mm-hmm. know, and his 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 personal life and his professional life are really starting to go downhill. And he's really compromised on his, I guess, his quality. Yeah, you know, like he, you know, he, the fact he stooped so low yep. to reality TV shows, it's just it's it's taken a hit on him creatively. Yeah, and yeah. and Jerry Jerry Seinfeld as a real person and as a character has only ever been a comedian. He went to college and got straight into comedy, so he's at a point in his life now where he even considers a new career. That's right. You know, Bloomingdale's executive management. Yes, he actually (laughs) considers doing that. Yeah, he's working at Bloomingdale's as per (laughs) his parents' recommendation. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But out of nowhere, um, or seemingly out of nowhere, uh, HBO get in touch with him. That's right, yes. And in the uh, mid-2000s, Jerry performs in a one-off comedy special for HBO. Yeah, and HBO themselves, they don't think it's going to be a huge success. They're not putting a lot into it, but they think, no, he's, he was actually a good comedian. Yeah. There's probably still an audience for it. Mm. And plus uh, as why well, not? And plus, yeah, and plus as well, HBO, obviously, in, in real life, they had, like, awesome shows like Oz, The Wire, The Sopranos. They're basically, by the mid-2000s, they're on fire. Yeah, and they had they had shows. money to throw around. They had... They're like the Netflix of the 2000s. Yeah, where they, where they just had so much cash. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyone could come to them and be like, hey, can I do this? And like, yeah, fine. Yeah. That's and, fine. And There's now, a million bucks. And now 95% of their money is spent on Game of Thrones. Exactly. So they're like, oh, I can't afford that anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. No HBO special for you. Yeah. The Game of Thrones won't come out for six more years. Yeah. Got to go. Yeah. Sorry, Khaleesi's got this. <laughs> Sorry, man. 
So uh, HBO's uh, the HBO uh, special with Jerry is a surprising success. Massive hit for like a year or two. It's syndicated, you know, again, HBO and like free-to-air TV. Yep. Um, DVD sales are a success. That's right. Yeah. And it basically puts Jerry back on the comedy map. And it makes him even more famous than what he was before jail. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, being back in the pop culture uh, and media zeitgeist, uh, a lot of people come knocking, uh, namely NBC. That's correct, yes. And... Uh, NBC, you know, going by the 90s, you know, where Jerry was the failed pilot, they offered Jerry a season. So it's basically his third chance. So mm-hmm. his first chance uh, was uh, was stopped by, uh, what's his name? Daryl? That's right. No, is it Daryl? Yes. Daryl I'm pretty Rimple. sure, yes. Yes. Daryl, no, Daryl no, no, Russell Daryl Rimple. Russell Daryl Rimple. Daryl Daryl Rimple. Daryl Rimple, yes. Rimple. yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, when he goes missing. That's and right. then, uh, obviously, the second chance is blown when they go to jail. And this is his third time lucky. That's so this right. is the last chance he has to become the star that he's always wanted to on television. The show becomes a success. Yep. And it runs for nine seasons. That's right. <laughs> Which we thought was a nice little homage to the uh, to the real Seinfeld. Yeah, so it runs from, was, what, would, what would we say, Stephen, 2008, was it? To uh, no, 2006. Se- to about 2015. Yeah, there yep. you go. Yep. Yes. So it stops after nine seasons. It's uh, it, it goes out on top like Seinfeld did. Yep. Uh, and after that, Jerry's sort of, you know, in his early 50s. He's thinking, you know, I've done comedy. I've had a career low. I've had my comeback. I'm on top of the world. I've got lots of money. I'm highly respected. I want to get into more the creative side and the more behind the scenes, as a lot of actors do. Yeah, you know, that's they, right. They sort of hit middle age and they go, I've, I've ticked all my acting boxes. I want to get more into creativity and production and writing and directing. So Jerry decides to get into producing with some uh, funny results. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> even though he's a good comedian and a, and a well-respected TV star now, it doesn't translate translate into producing so uh he basically he his his role as a producer or his uh the way he produces is similar to how he treats women which is he finds something really really niggling something really idiosyncratic and he can staff and actors mm-hmm. all the time there's just a revolving door of staff uh obviously leading to a reputation of him not being a very good producer and not very fun to work with <laughs> Uh, taking us through to about 2018 when season 10 starts, where he's, he's tried to be a producer and director for a few years. It's obviously not working out. No one really wants to work with him. Uh, and we start season 10 with him basically trying to figure out what he, where he goes Where next. he goes from here, yeah. Yeah, exactly. where he goes from here. So that's uh, that's Jerry's 20 years yeah, since there you he went go. to prison, all yeah. the way through to the start of season 10. There you go. So that's where uh, season 10, episode one, or hypothetical season 10, will commence. We'll kick off. Yeah, from there. Which, again, you'll be able to hear uh, if you sign up to Patreon. That's right, yes. $2 a month. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we talk about uh, George? Yes, George. So after his stint in jail, um, George, I guess he has like a... Uh, premonition? What, what would you say? Like, well, an, I think, epiphany? I, I don't think it was a... We decided it wasn't a sudden epiphany. It was more a case of, well, he's got a year to reflect. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was been, a result of self-reflection. A result right. of self-reflection. Yeah. Um, he Basically, he, he leaves jail a humbled man. Oh, very and, humbled man. Very grateful for what he where he is. Yep. You know, and also we, we came up with the idea that, obviously, Susan's parents still think that George murdered Susan. Yep. So while he was in jail as well... Um, George's parents organized, or George's, Susan's parents organized an investigation into Susan's death. Yep. Trying to nail him for murder. Mm. After the investigation goes for around the same time that he's in jail and no evidence is put up against him. Yes. So the fact that he self reflected on everything he's done and the fact that he's. He was confronted with the near reality of having that 
prison sentence extended by 20, 30, 40 years. Or life. For murder. Probably capital punishment. Probably. <laughs> the, the lethal injection or something. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and due to all those things that have happened, it changed George. That's right. So Significantly. He, amazingly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So after he leaves jail, he goes through years and years of therapy, self-reflection and growth. Um, and after at the end of that big, long, cathartic journey, basically George becomes relatively speaking, a nice, normal, well-adjusted human. The opposite. The opposite. The, <laughs> the true the true manifestation of the opposite. Yes, and he does... Um, and, and that also has a, a, a flow-on effect to his parents. That's right. His parents as well. Like Frank and Estelle are just... They change too. They become better people. Yeah, that's right. Because mm. a lot of uh, George's behaviour uh, back in Seinfeld days was due directly to his parents and how they treated him or mistreated him. Yeah, that's right. And vice versa as mm. well. He wasn't very nice to them. So it changes three lives. That's right. Mm. Yep. So he, he meets a nice woman who <laughs> the only part of his life that he can't leave behind uh, is that she looks like Marissa Tomei. Same Tomei. haircut and everything. Same haircut. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and she, coincidentally, is attracted to bald, stocky, funny men. That's right, yes. Um, I reckon, like, if ever we had to cast, I reckon the real Marissa Tomei should play it. Should that would be amazing. Character. Yeah, yeah, but, she, but she'd obviously play a different person. Of course. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, and in a, in a very selfless uh, and very philosophical uh, and sort of deep move, which, and, you know, no one's ever known George Costanza to be a deep man, mm. he decides not to have children because he thinks back to his first 33, 34 years of life before he goes to jail, uh, and he is afraid of repeating the mistakes that his parents, although they didn't think that they were making a mistake, mm. he thinks that the cycle will continue of him being a bad parent. And he doesn't want his, his son or daughter to, to turn out like path. his parents or him. Yeah, that's Even right. Even though he's a changed man now, mm-hmm. he's still afraid that that might come true. That's right, yes. So, George George has no kids. Uh, something happens. Uh, we haven't decided what yet, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll flesh this out again. A lot of this is on the fly. Yeah. Um, but uh, George's wife finds out that he only married her... Because mo- she looks like Marissa Tomei. Not only, yeah. but the main reason is because yeah. she looks like Marissa Tomei. That's correct. Obviously being very upset and uh, thinking that the whole marriage is more or less a sham, she leaves him. This brings us to about 2017. Uh, she's left him. They've had a bitter, bitter separation. He's trying to get her back. Uh, and... Signs of the old George start to come back. A, a down, it triggers a downward spiral, and then eventually he becomes the old George again. That's right. So he's learnt everything, you know, like no hugging, no learning on the show. He actually hugged and learned. Yep. For the next decade or decade and a half, and yep. then now he's just back to his shit self. Yep. Yeah. So season the start of season ten, we find him not back to fully back to his old self, but sort of on the journey back to the old but, but, lying but, conniving mm, George. But something should trigger him in one of the episodes to. Put him all the way back to yeah, old George. It just tips him over the edge. Yeah, but we'll again, figure it we'll, out. we'll figure that out. <laughs> all right, let's just stay calm here. Don't get all crazy on me. Now, I guess we'll talk about Elaine. Yes. So Elaine, you know, in jail, she reflects on what's happened as well. Not like George, uh, but she ends up writing memoirs about her experiences as a female prisoner. That's right. Yeah, and somehow someone catches wind of it. You know, we'll figure that out. Yep. Um, and it eventually gets published and becomes a success. That's right. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, so Elaine, you know, she's living off the royalties, you know, from the book. But she's, despite, you know, her newfound success, because she's always wanted to be a writer, she feels quite lonely. Yeah, that's right. Her family have disowned her due to the fact that, you know, they didn't help that poor fat guy, you know, and, and she's basically been shunned and ostracized. And, you know, she's had trouble making amends with her father, her sister Jill. And uh, her mother, and they all don't want to know her. So she's really lonely. And she has trouble finding a relationship. 
Yeah. Um, and through this time, sort of, you know, five to 10 years of being uh, isolated from her family and just struggling with, I guess, her identity as a person now, she tries to maintain a writing career or writing new books, but uh, never being a talented writer like her father. She always feels like she's living in his shadow. Yeah. Uh, she's never able to sort of uh, back up the success of her first book. Uh, I mean, she still sells enough to make a living, but yeah. she's not, she's not, uh, you know, getting better and better or becoming more and more successful. Well, I don't think she's trying to compete with her father. I just think that, you know, it just happened. No, no not compete. But mm. when I think when your parent is really good at something and you want to do that thing, you always feel a bit, you know, it's like, like you're playing always basketball with your dad. Yeah. And, you know, you try and get around him, but he's always like slam dunking. Yeah. You know, that's smacking right. Smacking you in the face. Yeah. Take yeah. that, son. You always feel like you're going to be in their shadow. That was my childhood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take that, son. That was very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad's Michael Jordan. <laughs> so uh, she is still living in New York. So this this takes us through to about sort of 2005, 2006. Um, she is still hanging out with Jerry, George, mm-hmm. and Kramer. Yeah, she is. And she finally fulfills her promise of getting away from those three. Because all throughout the series, she always sort of makes empty threats of, oh, I've got to find even, friends. Even with like bizarro buddies with yep. no success. Yep. So she gets away and she reunites with David Putty. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So uh, we decide that she goes to Europe to sort of, you know, become a writer. Or oh, just, before she know. meets Putty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. So she goes to Europe for a, a while. A nice nod to the maestro. That's right. You know, she She's goes easily Europe. the most well-traveled out of the core oh, form. Yeah. So it makes sense that she goes abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always seems to go to Europe, except yes. when she goes to India. But mm-hmm. that's sort of flyby. <laughs> you know, that's not a that's not a plan. She's trip. not going to go to a wedding anymore. No. An Indian wedding. No, no. no. So she goes to <laughs> Europe. She tries to... Uh, uh, get a writing career going there. doesn't really happen. Uh, her father gets sick, so Alton gets sick, mm-hmm. uh, and she comes home to take care of him, even though he's dying. Uh, she comes back to Baltimore. He passes away, mm-hmm. and then she moves back to NYC, you know, because it's sort of her spiritual home. Yes. Uh, and soon after she moves back, she runs into David Putty. That's right. And then they end up uh, getting together, and she likes the fact that he's, you know, like, she wants the security of, like, um, a husband. That's right. You know? And uh, he wants the security of a wife. That's right. Because Putty's, you know, travelled in and out of different things as well. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Putty, you know, while while since they've been to jail, Putty uh, has become quite successful. Yes, he's actually founded... Well, we weren't sure exactly how he did it, but some ideas we've bandied about. He's founded Germaphobes Anonymous. Yep. And he's made it into, like... A profitable business. Yep. So he's a millionaire, or he's created possibly like some cleaning product. Mm-hmm. You know, marketed directly to germaphobes. to germaphobes, and he's made millions. Yep. Or he's become a motivational speaker. Yep. Um, and he's talked about his experience with germs. That's right. We were thinking we're not too sure which one of those will come in. We'll probably figure it out as we write the. But episodes. it's related to germs. But it's related to and germs. being a germaphobe. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So, and in the following ten years, leading to the start of season ten, uh, they've divorced once. Uh, because they're pet, Putty and Elaine. Of course. They've also had a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the start of season 10, they are still in each other's lives because of their kid. Uh, and they still have sex because of his animal magnetism. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he still fixes his car and she still can't get enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're sort of back on and off at the start of season 10, at least sexually. Yeah. And uh, that's sort of where we pick up with uh, Elaine's life. Yeah, that's right. And yep. uh, also Elaine, she ends up getting hired uh, by a startup publishing firm. So that's they're right. like an online blog you know, like firm and they do like social media and they write articles and all that kind of stuff. Probably like, I guess, kind of like a Vice-ish, I guess, in a way. Probably like a Vice-like Like a Gen Z millennial media company. That's right, yeah. So they hire her because for diversity, 
for yep. age diversity. Oh, they decide to hire her. Okay. You know, because she's like in her 40s or late 50s by Late then, 40s, early you know. 50s, yeah. Yeah, so they, for diversity, they need to hire someone older. True. So, you know, they hire Elaine. Yep. And uh, one of the one of her things she has to deal with is she has to deal with like more a younger millennial kind of co-workers. Mm-hmm. You know? And how publishing has changed as well. A lot of it's online. There's yeah. a lot of self-publishing. The whole media landscape, which she was yep. involved with, uh, you know, publishing is obviously adjacent to media, yep. has changed. So she's got to sort of get her head around that as yep. well as different language and yep. different youth culture and different work culture and as basically, well. basically, yeah, one of her main plots is trying to deal with her co-workers yep. who are much younger than her. Yep. You know, the selfie, her, the selfie generation. That's you know? right. Causing yeah. her a lot of anger mm. and uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of comedic storylines that will come up through with uh, through season ten. That's right. Maybe she'll accidentally take a selfie and she'll take a photo of a nipple back and you know <laughs> and send it on put on Facebook or something. That would be funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, nip! You kept calling me nip. <laughs> I'm glad it has a different meaning in that episode. Indeed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the final of the core four that we'll talk about is Kramer. And we you mentioned this in the cast even on the way over. But unlike the other three who had like profound changes in their life, some changed for the better some change and then change back to their old ways. We decided that we needed a constant. Yes. So Kramer is, because all throughout from season, I mean, season one and half of season two of Seinfeld, Kramer is, you know, his character is being established by the writers. Halfway through season 10, uh, sorry, season two, all the way through to season nine, he's just Kramer. Yeah. So he leaves jail. And he basically goes back into his old life. He goes back into his apartment. Obviously, Jerry's not there, so it has changed. Well, sorry, Jerry is there, but he's in a different situation. He's not as successful. He's more depressed. Uh, and I could see situations where maybe Jerry is coming to Kramer for support just because he's so down and out on his luck. Maybe. In, in that, you know, in that sort of first year or two out of jail. Yes. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that Kramer's much older than he was when he was in jail, of course, yep. um, he still gets up to his old harebrained schemes. That's right. And sometimes Newman, who's still a postal worker yep. for the USPS, he sometimes gets involved. Yeah. So nothing, the only thing that has changed uh, with Kramer is time. So... Uh, in the in the in the twenty years, uh, well, sort of maybe the first fifteen years after he leaves jail, uh, he comes up with a whole bunch of concepts that that fail miserably because they're all terrible, uh, including fake wishbones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, I love these ideas. Just to cultivate yeah. luck uh, in your life, uh, dog goggles called doggles. I made that up because I like puns and wordplay. Yeah, I'm sure uh, at least some of you would know. Uh, a humidor. Uh, so he actually invests money into a humidor. Uh, that also sells, for some reason, lawn furniture. Oh, why not? Yeah, why not? Because yeah. he loves smoking cigars. He mm. figures he may as well turn that into a, a place where you can you smoke can just, cigars. Yeah, and you can just relax. Yep. Mm. And, uh, you know, he used to he tried to start a, a smoking club in his apartment, but with changes in laws and modernization of, of attitudes <laughs> yeah. towards smoking. And tobacco laws. Yeah, he can't do that anymore, even <laughs> no, in his own home. So he right. thinks, well, I'll open a humidor. Uh, and also a face blanket, which is a blanket for your face. I've always thought as well, Kramer should try and have like a YouTube channel. True. He should try and somehow get involved with modern technology. Yep. I don't know how. Yeah. Maybe do like... Accidentally. Streaming. He accidentally becomes a YouTube star, just like yeah. he accidentally becomes a, a becomes, perfume yeah. model. Yeah, he becomes know. a viral sensation that's somehow. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we can work that into one of the episodes. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yep. But the, so the last, say from 2014 till about 2018, uh, he finally opens his own... Well, so actually about 2011, 2012, he finally opens his own restaurant where you can make your own pizza pie. That's right. But due to uh, changes in the market... So that's right. Uh, Goes yeah. Under. yeah, initially it's a roaring success uh, for the first three or four years, but then Uber Eats and and uh, food you know food apps come along. Uh, <laughs> he's out of business. He's out of business almost instantly. And then Jerry you can't, says, you can't make your own. Yeah. The novelty is yeah. pointless. You and, can't make your own pie yeah. on an app. And then Jerry 
you know, he turns to Kramer and says, but you can't make pizza pie at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the business goes under. Uh, and uh, at this stage as well, we forgot to mention with Jerry, with his uh, newfound success, uh, well, his career sort of um, uh, resurgence after the HBO special, he's, you know, obviously a multimillionaire, he's very wealthy, and he's moved into a bigger place. Especially with the success of Jerry. That's as right. Well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he he lives in a big mansion, maybe in upstate New York or somewhere, you know, with a bit more space. Uh, and after Kramer's business has failed, he moves in with Jerry, but in like a pool house or like a or like a little servant's house or something. Uh, and the dynamic at the start of season ten is where he lives separately, even though it's on the same property, and he enters Jerry's main house, exactly like the apartment, yeah, to sort of uh, reestablish the old dynamic he, uh, between he, the two. He just slides in, that's right, you know, past the pool. Yep. He just slides straight in. That's it. Yes. Yeah. That's so it. that's sort of where Kramer's at at the start of season 10. Mm-hmm. He's had success uh, and, yeah, it's gone under. Yeah. So anyway, there are our uh, synopses for uh, the main characters and a few secondary characters, old and new, that we're going to come up with. That's uh, right. They'll be involved as well. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, we're going to write a whole whole season. And if it's if you like it a lot by the end, uh, we might do season 11. Yeah. See how we go. See how we go. See what happens. See if we've got any more ideas in yeah. us. One season at a time. One season at a time. And uh, as we said before, this one is, uh, this episode, this prologue is basically worldwide, yep. everywhere. Uh, this will be a Patreon-only podcast. So uh, for $2 a month or more, you get access to Season 10 yep. and all of its episodes. That's right. Mm. And uh, we will be back to regular broadcasting or regular publishing for our normal uh, But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character episodes uh, from mid-November. That's right, yes. Uh, and they'll be, from Season 5, they'll be, be, they'll be released a week early on Patreon. That's right, yes. If you're, but you, you can be at least $1 a month. Or if you give at least $1 a month, you get them a week earlier. That's right. Yeah. And then they'll be released on a normal podcast feed. Uh, and like Ivan said, if, uh, Season 10 specifically as a podcast series will be released only to Patreon uh, subscribers who pay two or more dollars a month. Yeah, uh, for it. But in the meantime, if you uh, you know you don't want to give us money, or you know you love the way we talk about secondary characters, subscribe to. But I don't want to be a secondary character. You can find us on all good podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that jazz. That's right. We are on Instagram at bidwabask as well as Facebook and Twitter with that same handle. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the prologue. That's it. So uh, I uh, I wish well I hope that you. You know, you the listener want to come along with us on this journey that we've kind of just thought up with, <laughs> yeah. thought up with, uh, you know, thought up on the fly. Why the hell not? And Larry, Jerry, and uh, Co. If you're listening, Netflix <laughs> or NBC, whoever, yep. if anyone there listens, and uh, you know, you want us to get involved, you know, fly us to the US, and we'll we'll gladly be part of your writing team for sure, for sure. Yep, I'll do it for a fifth of the pay. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, until season five, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you join us on Patreon. And uh, we'll catch you all a bit later. Yeah. See you later. Take care.